0: Because we are in a time of, you know, soaring inflation. We've talked about it quite a bit here on the show. Uh, It's higher than we've seen in decades. We know as a result, the Bank of Canada has started off on a mission to to fight back against it. That'll mean higher interest rates. It already does, and they're only going to go up from here. Um, That's the lever the Bank of Canada can pull. Central Bank and the government often work together, you know, a bit of a shared direction. And Christopher Freeland, to be fair, said just a few months ago, we will be equal partners with the Bank of Canada in trying to deal with inflation. So did this budget help them, hurt them? Did it do anything? We'll find out. Um, We're going to chat right now with Kevin Page, who is the founding president and CEO of the Institute of Fiscal Studies and Democracy at the University of Ottawa. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time.
1: Great to be with you, Shea.
0: So, so this budget yesterday, um, we saw a, a reduction in spending based on what we've seen over the last couple of years. Just your overall impression? Did you expect to see what you saw yesterday, or were you surprised by anything?
1: Yeah, it, um, we definitely saw it's a it's a small budget, and with respect to you know the amount of new spending, um, and you know we could talk a bit about what would be the appropriate benchmarks. I think it, it was. I think the the modesty of this budget you know, relative to what we you know, business communities were concerned about a lot of deficit spending which would have boosted inflation. I think the modesty and, and maybe even the responsibility is probably the surprise. Um, Yeah, it was
0: a very small budget. Uh, When we take a look at, uh, you know, if we deal just with inflation off the top here, we know it's, it's sort of the overriding issue. How much of an impact do you think the climate that we're living in in terms of, you know, inflation, supply chains, pandemics, just all the uncertainty around it, how much does that shape what the government does? Doesn't it make it a lot tougher to budget for all of us, including the federal government?
1: Absolutely, <clears throat> yeah, and unfortunately, I mean, it's, it's, I think, you know, I think Canadians uh, really from across the country have started. I've been feeling the squeeze, yeah, you know, in recent months, just because of you know the, the really quite dramatic increase in consumer price inflation over the past year. And I think that the yeah, unfortunate part is it, it's going to get worse. And it's going to get worse because of what is happening in, in Europe is, with respect to the Russia-Ukraine uh, war, which, which is going to push up commodity prices. It will help some of our producers for sure, and that's the first-round effect. Economists call that a terms, terms of trade effect. And But the second-round effect really is, is the hit on the consumers, and that's on real personal disposable incomes. There's a big squeeze coming, unfortunately, for Canadians, and, um, and we, we should brace ourselves for it. And it could mean higher than expected interest rates.
0: Um. Is there an expectation that the government can do anything in terms of dealing with that? Should we have looked for more in the budget? Were you looking for more in the budget yesterday to try and handle this inflationary pressure that we all see coming?
1: Yeah, I mean, we'd like to think that the government can—you know uh, is the creator of most problems and that they could solve most right. of these problems. Yeah. But it's probably, we'll honestly, say, I don't think it's really the case. Um, I mean, a lot of this inflation that we're experiencing, have been experiencing over the past year, like you know, economists would say, it comes from the supply side to all those disruptions that have taken place, um, really, you know, uh, as a result of social distancing, the lockdown, really the global economy. And then, but, and there's a component, of piece as well, that just the governments obviously put enormous fiscal supports in, which has kind of boosted demand. But now we're facing this sort of second supply shock, which is Russia, Ukraine, which is going to push up you know, prices you know, at the pump, it's going to push up food prices. And you know, we've been experiencing now for a number of years shelter prices. So can governments solve those problems by themselves? No. In some ways, like, they're generated by forces, global forces. Um, is, there's a limit. The government doesn't have the largesse, really, to kind of, you know, just to, you know, to ease everybody's pain. Um, yeah, there's some measures in the budget to soften the blow, but it, it, they can't, you know, we're, we're going to face tighter budgets.
0: Um, when we take a look at things, and this was a message from the
1: government.
0: yesterday in terms of, you know, where we are with spending. It's always debt to GDP, debt to GDP. Um, And uh, Chrystia Freeland saying that's our benchmark. That's the line we won't cross. And we're continuing to see that drop. So we feel good. We feel we're being fiscally prudent. We're doing what we need to do to make sure that we don't get ourselves in trouble. Do you agree with what she's saying? I think it goes down to 41.5 percent in five years.
1: Yeah, and I think that was some of the positive surprise. So, like, and people were thinking that, you know, with um, the liberal NDP agreement and, the, you know, kind of talk around um, new programs like pharmacare and dental care, and um, I think there's the concerns as well, uh, not concerns, but, you know, the, potentially the need to increase defense spending significantly to deal with NATO commitments that, oh, my God, like, this is going to be, a, there are going to be large deficits and all going to be deficit finance. Instead, of what we saw was a pretty thin budget on spending, um, and, you know, deficits declining faster than what they were, you know, projected in, you know, in the fall update of last year. Debt-to-GDP ratios, you know, you know declining, as you said, from about 46%, 47% this year to 42% five years out. Like, I think the bond markets are probably going to say, well, wow, that that's you know, this is a good fiscal track. And then the issues are going to be, can we hold it? And part of that is going to be the global environment, which will happen, you know, know, by these broader forces. And part of it will be, like, can the government just hold on to those purse strings, or will they want to, you know, know, release the floodgates with respect to spending?
0: Yeah, when we talk about spending, um, you know, we are still spending more than we're bringing in, but uh, the... government also saying you know what when we talk about things you know inflation and the way that the economy is going right now i mean it's 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 superheated a lot of people say we have record low unemployment so the government's saying you know what we're in a position where the economy is going to grow so much that we can absorb some of this funding or the spending that we're talking about here and it's not going to be as big a concern um do you agree with their and i I think they said their rate of inflation for this year was 3.9
1: it's closer to six so do you agree with their calculations yeah, I think yeah, I think the assumptions are optimistic. Like you know, the okay. planning assumptions, the economic assumptions. they you know, it's not you know, the government basically takes an average of a private sector of private sector forecast. So you can't say that there's necessarily deliberate political bias in those numbers. But it's an older you know survey of private sector forecasts. It was done in February, so it was done prior. To Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and you know, and so prior to a lot of those sanctions, the the two of which have really pushed up commodity prices. So you're right. I think the inflation number is, you know, is going to be much higher than what was embedded in that you know, that forecast 3.9% average for CPI. It'll be a lot higher than that. And I think there's going to be pressure on the Bank of Canada to kind of raise interest rates maybe faster than they were anticipating just months ago, and both of which are going to put a real squeeze on personal disposable incomes. And that'll hurt families. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's not good news. Uh, Last one here. Like I said, Christian Freeland said they wanted to be equal partners with with Bank of Canada in dealing with our economic climate. What could they have done in this budget that would show they were interested in tackling inflation hand-in-hand with the Bank of Canada, if you will? What kind of levers can the federal government pull on that, Like you said, I mean, a lot of it's beyond their control, but are there things they could have done?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, they could have made a big mistake, which was, you know, um, which was, you know, significantly, you know, um, moving forward with kind of programs that would really boost what economists would call demand or consumption you know, in the next year or two. Like with these tight labor markets, it was inflation high and rising. Like you don't want to have a lot, you don't want to pull out the credit card and say, let's go, yeah, let's yeah. spend, spend, spend. I think so basically what we saw was like they said, no, you know, we're going to be, we're going to try to be prudent. We're not going to boost spending uh, in the short term. will be some measures, and a lot of these measures will impact more, you know, years three, four, five in that planning output, and they'll be more focused on investment, increase the stock of housing, invest money into research. Those things will boost the supply side of the economy and growth down the road, but without causing a lot more inflation pressure in the short
0: term. Uh, Kevin, great analysis. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. I really appreciate your time. Honored to be with you, Cher. Thank you, sir. That is Kevin Page, who is the founding president and CEO of the Institute of Fiscal Studies and Democracy at the University of Ottawa.